Hello you wonderful lot and welcome back to The Independent Spouse. Today I'm chatting to the fab Rachel Luke, virtual assistant, social media expert and Milspo ambassador. You're going to love this interview if you're a business owner as it's stuffed full with our best business tips associated with social media. But before we kick off the interview, here's a little note from the Royal British Legion who sponsored this series. The RBL has been the national champions of remembrance for 100 years, but they are about much more than just poppies. They are here 365 days a year to support us and our families. Whether it's helping to ease a transition for your family into civilian life, or helping to get your business off the ground, they've got your back. Visit their website, rbl.org.uk, for more information. So, on to the interview with the lovely Rachel. You're going to want to grab a pen, as you won't want to miss any of these tips. Enjoy this week's episode of The Independent Spouse. Hello, lovely Rachel. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm really well. I can't believe we're really good pals. I know exactly how epic you are. If you're in the Millsburg community, then you'll also know how amazing Rachel is. So it's brilliant to come and talk to you today. So first up, I know who you are, but could you please introduce yourself for anybody out there who hasn't met you yet? Okay, so hi, I'm Rachel Luke. I am a VA and I do lots and lots of social media support for businesses as well. So Instagram is my biggest passion. I also like Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, all of the social medias. And I love to help small businesses to find the more hours in their day and to teach them things about social media. Now let's talk about a VA. So a VA is a virtual assistant. Yes, I always forget that people don't always know the acronyms. Basically, a bit like a person that you can just outsource random things to. So it can be absolutely anything from managing emails to managing calendars to doing some social media admin to doing invoices. Basically, VA covers so much. And what do you do like on a day to day basis? It varies wildly depending on which client I'm working for. So I've got quite a few clients and I do different things for each client. And as well, I can do different things month to month for different clients as well. For most of mine, they're all solopreneurs, basically solo business owners, and I'm the only other person that works with them. So it varies wildly from, you know, doing invoices one day to doing research another day to doing engagement, all sorts of different things. Literally anything. So you could go out and, and buy presents for people. Yep, that is definitely something that lots of VAs do is, yeah, they can do going out and buying presents, researching hoovers for people, taking minutes at meetings, all sorts of different things. For me, mostly, I spend probably about 99% of the time sat at my computer doing things online because I'm a bit more of what they call a tech VA. So I do a lot more of social media, websites, things like that for people. And because you're virtual, you don't need to be in the office. So it saves overheads. Exactly. And a freelancer. So yeah, no overheads at all. I just send a lovely invoice at the end of each month. And it works perfectly with military life. It does. Yeah, I managed to continue working whilst we moved house in February. Only took two days off, which was quite good. So yeah, as soon as I got the internet back, I was like, brilliant. I can carry on working again. Oh, fair play. Well done. So I do a little bit of research about you. I ask you to fill out a form before we start recording so I can ask you the right questions. And like me, you never really intended to start your business. Very strange that we now find ourselves here. But for me, one of the best things that's ever happened. What was the initial thing that kickstarted you to launch your own business? 
for me, it was also kind of accidental. I worked full time basically for ages up until I had my son. And then I had to give up work because the job that I was doing required a lot of travel. Not always very easy to do when all your family is like hundreds of miles away. So then I took some time off. But then when I was at a craft store, getting a bum print plate made of my baby, I was talking with the shop owner and she was talking about how she really needed some help with her website. So we decided that I was going to help her out in exchange for the bum plate. So I did that. Then a little while later, one of my friends who was a beautician wanted some help with her social media. So I was like, yeah, of course I'll help you. So I started helping her with her social media. Then that's when I realized, actually, this could be a job. This could be something that I could easily work around having a family, working at home. And yeah, it just sort of all happened from there. I think so many people sort of start off that way. They do little favors for friends or they're a little bit experienced in something and they, they help them out. And then they realize that that's what you can turn to a business. I think it's a really good and steady way to start your business. When was this? When did you really start to launch properly? So it was summer 2020 in the middle of lockdown. My son was getting a little bit older and I was just getting, getting a little bit bored at home, needing something else to focus on. And yeah, that's when it just all really, really began to take off. That's when I officially launched my business. So only just over a year ago. Brilliant. And the first year, I always say this to everybody, the first year is always the hardest. If you can get through the first year, then you are laughing, which is why the question is always, what have been your best tips? What have you learned in the first year that you think other people might need to hear? I think it is just a case of you've got to keep going, even when you feel like nobody's actually seeing you, especially at the beginning when you don't really have any customers or clients you can really begin to doubt yourself, particularly when you see so many other people doing so well, keep going. And it is a bit of a thing of when it rains, it pours. I didn't have very many clients for a long time. Then I think suddenly within two months, I went to fully booked and it's just grown and grown and grown from there. And then I guess my other, especially for military spouses is you've got to join Milspo because Milspo (laughs) is amazing and it helped me so much. (laughs) It is brilliant. I do love it. So Millspo, the Millspo community, if you haven't heard, is down to military spouses, partners and other halves. There's 1,200 of us running businesses and we are supporting each other, networking, making friends really, looking out for each other. And it's a brilliant community. You're a really important part of it. Soon I'm going to have to step away to have my little baby and you are stepping up to help with the community. And yeah, you're a really important part of it. So let's talk a little bit about Millsboat while we have the chance. How important is it for your business and the growth of your business? Oh, it was absolutely instrumental, really. Going to the networking sessions gave me so much focus of actually figuring out what it is that I want to do, how to network, how to talk to people. And it's so low pressure because when I saw lots of other things about networking, I just saw lots of pictures of men in suits and people who've been running businesses for years and years. And I was just like, oh, no, I'm still I'm still quite new to all of this. I want something quite gentle and friendly. And I rocked up to my first networking session and everyone was so lovely. I really like that we break out into little small groups and things like that. And it's through some of the connections that I made that I began to get some of my first clients gave me then the experience and enabled me to get going basically and it was through all of the networking and the connections that I made and also being able to ask all the questions in the Facebook group where there is no question too daft you can ask whatever questions you want and you don't get judged people are really really nice and friendly and helpful because that's the thing so we all know how epic the military community is and how much we'll help each other the theory behind Melspo is that if we can apply that to business and channel the fact that military partners are just amazing and you know we're hard grafters and we do really well 
that we could achieve amazing businesses. However, the reality is that military life can trip you up sometimes. But by having this network where we understand without having to explain, because we all know how fiddly it is if you have a client or maybe a friend and you're having to cancel things last minute or amend things, how fiddly it is to explain the fact that your partner's just been deployed and you've got three children to look after. It doesn't compete for them. However, we've got this amazing community that just get it. You say, my partner's deployed, or, oh my goodness, we've got posted short notice, or, you know, something's come out of the woodwork. Afghanistan is a really good one to highlight. That, you know, happened in a few hours, and that, you know, it was like flipping a table. And then lockdown. We did so much through lockdown to support people who were posted abroad and missed home or were generally really frightened by the fact that there was this pandemic and they were hundreds of miles from home. So yeah, that's the strength of Millspo is that we step in and look after each other and not for any real gain, apart from the fact that we know that one day somebody will be there when we need a little bit of help because we all get tripped up by military life. And that's the thing. And the fact we all get it is really important. So you are coming more and more on board which is wonderful. And you are helping out with the virtual networking. We're going to have a big Christmas party. It's very exciting. So how has Millspo particularly helped your business, do you think? I think it's enabled me to become what I call a proper business. So I was sort of started off and it was a little bit more of a hobby business. As in, I was just doing it around nap times in the evenings, just doing, you know, a few hours a month. But from Millspo, it's given me the confidence to be able to take it to the next level. And in February, my son, I put him in nursery because I needed the extra hours in the day. And it's just grown and grown and grown from there. I've seen so many other amazing women in my sort of situation running these incredible businesses. And it's given me the confidence to know that, yes, I can do it and make a difference. And keep going when things get tough. For me, that's it, because I've been running my business for about, gosh, it's been a few years now, eight or nine years. Yeah, Movie House and Magnolia Walls can get a bit tough, but to know that there's a whole group of people that I could go, hi, I'm having a tough Magnolia day, and that they're there too, doing amazing things. It's really important. Definitely. So you have this wonderful inspiration from Millspo, which keeps your business going and inspired. You're doing so well. You're almost fully booked. What is the favourite part of your business? I love doing my power hours. So a power hour is where I sit down with a business owner one-to-one and we chat about all things social media and it's very much tailored to each individual person but it often includes me going through their social media and helping them to improve it basically giving them pointers of little things that they could be doing better teaching them how to use new parts of social media that they may not be as confident with maybe helping them to come up with a little bit of a strategy all sorts of different things like that for an hour and at the end they get the recording of it as well pretty much everybody that I ever do a power hour with at the end is just sat there looking a bit shell-shocked because I try and download pretty much my entire brain into theirs in the space of an hour so it is great fun I love it and I love the results that some people have had after it as well the amount of times I get a message saying oh my gosh like suddenly I've got loads of customers and thank you and it's just amazing seeing people do really really well and putting into practice all the things that we talk about. And people rave about them. They do. I think the main reason why I've got you on a podcast because it's now time for me to pick your brain about social media. Go ahead. We all know as small business owners, or gosh, medium and large business owners, how overwhelming social media can be. Some of us hide from it. Some of us try stuff and then get a little bit frightened. Some of us are amazing. If you were just starting out or maybe you're a little bit frightened of social media, what would be your tips to make the most of it as a business owner? I think it would be to figure out which platforms you're going to focus on. 
because so many business owners are like oh I need to be on all of them and then that is too much to begin with when you're not used to it so try and figure out between one and three platforms that you think your customers would be on and that you want to do as well yourself because if you absolutely hate something like LinkedIn it is pointless you trying to do LinkedIn because you're just going to hate every minute so I'd say you just need to figure out exactly where you want to be and what sort of things you want to do so do you love doing videos in which case crack on but if you really really hate doing videos maybe you could do lots of educational type posts or or things like that you need to figure out how you're going to give value to people and giving value to people isn't just selling at them oh no 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 Absolutely nobody likes to just be sold out all the time. You know, how many of us now fast forward through the adverts when you're watching TV? Because you can. Pretty much all of us. We want to get to know the people behind the business most of the time. And we want to get value from the people that we follow on social media. And that can be, oh my gosh, your pictures are so pretty. Just your images give me inspiration and give me value from that. Or it can be educational, learning things from people, or it could be entertaining. So you get some people who've got businesses and you follow them because they're hilarious just happens to be a side effect that they sell things and then you get quite interested and might also want to buy from them so yeah you just need to figure out how it is that you're going to give value to the people on social media so for example let's talk about instagram because i know instagram a lot of people use it for business and they've got hashtags and they've got reels and there's like a whole world of pain algorithms looking behind the scenes all those things you can understand why people get a little bit wary about how to do it so How much of an expert do you need to become before you really kickstart that in your business? I wouldn't say you need to be a full expert at all. I think you just need to figure out what you do and how you do it on Instagram. If you're putting out good content, you can grow still pretty easily. So it doesn't matter if you don't know exactly how to make all of the really snazzy transition reels. It doesn't matter if you don't have the best hashtags even anymore. It is all about do you put out good content? If you put out good content, things that people resonate with, things that people like, people will share you and therefore you will grow. And then hopefully also your business will grow because people are seeing more of what you do. But yeah, I do fully get what you're saying about Instagram. There is there is so much to Instagram when you compare it to something like Facebook or even Twitter, where it's just a lot more simple. Whereas, yeah, on Instagram, there are so many different options of different things you can do. But that is a part of what makes it so great. It is my favorite social media platform for a reason. There's just so much to it. There's so many people on there and it can be such a lovely, happy place. Yeah, because Twitter and, and Facebook got a little bit grumpy there, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It depends who you follow on Twitter or Facebook. It can get a bit political. It can get a bit angry it's not always the happiest place whereas on Instagram it's a lot easier to filter out the negativity and to make it into a sort of a really really happy place that you can go to when you need it and is it just a case of trial and error yeah I'd say most of social media really is give things a go for businesses make sure you know where to look for your analytics so you need to have a little look at your insights but if you just give things a go and then have a little look to see how they've done you'll soon begin to figure out what your audience likes and what you like doing and what performs really well so that's sort of just give it all a go and just like have a little look to see how things do. You're never going to post something that's going to be really, really terrible, but it's going to make everybody unfollow you unless you do something that's really like offensive. And, you know, who's going to be offensive? You just need to give things a go. If you post a reel of you dancing and it falls flat, never mind. You know, maybe only 20 people saw it. That is only 20 people that saw it. Give something else a go next time. And you can delete social media. Yeah, you can always delete posts. If something particularly doesn't go down well you can always delete it but I don't recommend deleting things so say if you have started your business on Instagram and then you've changed your branding or you change how you do things I don't recommend going back and deleting all of your old stuff because 
it's nice to see how far you've come. It's nice to see where you've been. So if you scroll all the way back to the beginning of my Instagram, I mean, I cringe now looking at the things that I was posting, but I like it because it shows that everybody starts off new. Everybody starts off somewhere and then you can just improve, improve, improve with time. Yeah. And it gives people a chance to get to know you. There's even more content for them to look at. Definitely. And it can always be really nice to see, particularly for people that you look up to on social media, to go back to the beginning. It's like, oh, wait, look, they were about at the point that I am at now and they're not really good. So I can definitely be really good as well because they started out where I am. Yeah. The days where I felt imposter syndrome or I felt not just not worthy. And I've gone back and looked, scrolled back to the start of people's businesses and gone, oh, this is amazing. They're just as approachable as me. People make mistakes. This is good because there's such a worry that when you see big, shiny businesses doing amazing things, you're like, I can't be in the same industry as these people. So it's that's a good handy tip. If you're feeling a little bit down in business or a little bit fed up, go to somebody that you admire and see how they were doing in year one or year two. I bet you're doing better than them. Definitely. So one of the other fears about social media is when it gets a little bit mean and when there are mean comments, maybe you're worried about somebody being rude. You get rude messages. People get trolled. It's a bit of a weird world where people have an opinion and they tell it to you, which would never happen in real life. People normally just I think they just say it in their heads. But on social media, for some reason, people get a little bit click happy. So what happens if something happens that you don't like or if you think something is out of order is there a way to stop that you can delete comments you can block people as well if you've got people who are being particularly persistent and instagram have now brought out a thing as well where you can block an account and then also block any future accounts that that person makes so that's really handy that's really new that's only recently come out but that's fantastic because it means that you really can try and block out that negativity if they are just trolling you consistently Something I do say though is if somebody is trolling you, you've probably made it because when you just start out and you've only got a few followers, everybody is going to be pretty nice. So yeah, as much as it can hurt, as much as it can be hard and definitely do delete and block those people because you don't need that in your life. You have also still kind of made it and at least you can take that one tiny grain of positivity out of it. I love that. It's true. Yeah, I got trolled once. It's very exciting. I mean, it broke my little heart. But then I was like, no, clearly I'm (laughs) on people's radar. It's not really happened since, but never mind. Probably a good thing because social media, it seems to be all about gaining followers. We're all obsessed with the amount of numbers. I guess it's because it's an easy way to see how valuable we are and how successful we are. How important is the number of followers that you have on social media? Absolutely useless. Which I know is completely shocking compared to how we mostly think. It's a thing of how we grew up with the internet. It was all about, oh my gosh, we can connect to so many people. So let's try and connect to as many people as we can. And at the beginning, it always was all about trying to just grow and be popular and have all these numbers. Whereas now, I feel like the psyche of social media is changing a little bit. It is becoming a little bit more about quality over quantity. If you have... 10,000 followers on Instagram but you only get two comments on each post and you still aren't fully booked kind of what is the point of having that number of people it is far better to have far far fewer people but be successful in what you want from your business if you want to just get followers you probably don't want to be a business you want to be an influencer because you want to then just appeal to as many people as possible whereas as a business You don't want to appeal to as many people as possible. You want to be really yourself and to just get the right followers, the people who actually are going to be your cheerleaders, who are going to buy from you and who are going to be your loyal people that are going to then recommend you to other people rather than just absolutely anybody. So I always use myself for this. I'm basically fully booked and I've got less than 500 followers on Instagram. 
So if I did have 10,000 followers, what more would that do for my business? Nothing, because I haven't got more of me to go around. So it's always much better to have a smaller number of followers that are buying from you than a large number that aren't buying from you. Yes, completely true, especially in business. And having a cheerleader is really important. People that may not necessarily buy from you, but will tell the world how epic you are as well really is a crucial part of business it doesn't have to just be a mum you'd be amazed how many people you can find on the internet who love what you do and will share it with all their people it's all about collaborating and connecting and I'm really glad to hear that numbers aren't as important as I think we all think they are definitely it is very much of a sign of how we grew up with the internet and it is now changing the world of social media is changing slightly which as somebody who is getting delicately older very slowly getting older it can be overwhelming for example tiktok not a clue haven't got a clue that's just going to pass me by so there's a lot of people who like me find some social media overwhelming is it worth trying it if we don't do any social media at all it comes down to again who are you trying to target your business So for you, Jess, I really wouldn't recommend TikTok because TikTok is mostly sort of, say, 13 to 18 year olds. It's very much the younger demographic who aren't going to have a business that's going to need branding. So it's always going to be about having a little look at who it is that you are looking to get in front of. And then when the new ones appear, just wait and see sort of what the demographic is, because there's always going to be new social medias that pop up. There's so many out there and it is just all about finding out which ones your ideal customers are on. Yeah, giving it a go, like all things in business. So social media can suck a lot of your time away. A lot of us don't seem to have any time. So if you don't believe that you have any time for social media, but you think it might help your business, is there a solution? Yes, scheduling. Scheduling is everything. Social media is so easy to become a massive time suck. Figure out how often it is that you want to post. If you see what the social media companies themselves recommend, they always recommend absolute loads because obviously they want you to spend as much time on their app as possible. I think Instagram's is something like they want you to do five grid posts a week, four reels a week, seven stories a day. It is absolutely bonkers. And there is nobody that can have that amount of time to do that and run a business as well. So just figure out how often it is that you want to post and then do yourself little scheduling days. So set out a block of time in your diary, just a couple of hours and make some posts and get them scheduled for the next week or two weeks. Some people do up to a month, which is amazing. And always when I say if you're going to sit down and you're going to schedule and you're going to do some social media creating, don't start scrolling. Because if you scroll and you start looking at social media, that's when you're just like, oh, they do amazing posts. Oh, I'm never going to do anything as good as them. And you fall into this scroll hole and you end up completely questioning everything that you ever think about yourself. And it just doesn't go well. And trust me, that one's from experience as well. You need to just sit down and create and then scroll afterwards if you've got any time left. (laughs) So I used to do that. I used to do a whole month's worth. I feel very smug. I used to a whole month's worth of social media scheduling. And then every couple of days I'd pop in and set an alarm. I set an alarm for 15 minutes and that was my social media time. And it was really good. But I would highlight that sometimes things in the world happen. For example, lockdown is a really good one. If you schedule a whole month's worth of social media and you're an events company, you probably want to look back and go, we need to amend this. Or for example, when Prince Philip died, things like this, little little things that sort of jump in. So I would recommend scheduling, but being conscious of the fact that you don't want to send out anything too controversial. Definitely. Yeah. Hashtags. Let's talk about hashtags. What are hashtags? Why do they exist? And what do they do? 
So hashtags are a way of searching on the platform. So I'm going to talk mostly about Instagram, but actually it does pretty much work as well for Facebook and on Twitter as well. And I think on LinkedIn, I will confess LinkedIn is not my specialty. So a hashtag is a way of searching topics throughout everything on there, but in a better way than just using the search function because users hashtag their posts to highlight the important topics that are covered in the post. Hashtags on Instagram, everybody gets into a flap over them and they're actually not as important as what they used to be. So if we go back about five years, that's when everybody used to hashtag all of their captions like hashtag I, hashtag eat, hashtag food. And it is worlds different now to like what that used to be. It's still really, really useful, still really good to do. Don't lose sleep over hashtags because they're not as all important as what they used to be. Hashtags used to be the primary way that people used to find new accounts. People used to find things to like. People used to spend a lot of time looking at hashtags. Now, people are following more people and therefore people are relying a little bit more on other people's recommendations and people sharing their content instead of hashtags. But it's still worth doing them because it's free. They're there. You might as well. But don't stress yourself out trying to come up with 30 hashtags brand new for every post. Because I know that there's such a stress around it and worry about it that you have to do all these things right for people to find you. But like we keep saying, trial and error, give it a go. Profiles. You have a little profile for all social media. There's normally a little bit of blurb about who you are and what you do or what your brand is and what your brand does. How important are they? Very important. Because say if somebody recommends you to somebody else, the first thing that person is going to do is going to click on your profile and is going to see your profile. So you need to make sure that it is up to date because the amount of times that people have got really really out of date ones because as a user you don't often look at your own profile very much and you need to make sure that it says the right things so again the trend back in the day was to be a little bit more whimsical maybe have some song lyrics or something now you need to be a lot more targeted about exactly what it is that is in there for your profile picture you need to make sure that it's really clear if you are a solo business owner i always recommend having your profile picture as a picture of you rather than your logo because People buy from people. People want to know who the face is behind their business. Again, for a solo business owner, I would always recommend having your name in your profile somewhere. So if somebody wants to send you a message, they're not going, hello, business. They can actually use your name. And again, it just makes it feel so much more personal. Biggest thing I would say about every profile is include call to action. So I go on about call to actions a lot. And that is telling people what to do. Basically, everybody is a toddler and needs to be told what to do next. So when people land on your profile, what is it that you want them to do? Do you want them to go to your website? Do you want them to book onto something? Do you want them to follow you? What is it that you would like them to do? And make sure you include that in your profile. Yeah, make it easy for them because the amount of times I've gone on businesses trying to buy from them and it's like, how? It's like you've hidden it from me. Let's make it really easy because I'll take that. I'm a toddler, but actually I'm a very busy toddler. So if you can make it easier for me, that would really help. So I think the last bit is video. I know that video used to be very important. Is it still as important on social media? I'd say it's semi-important, which is, I know, like the most wishy-washy answer ever. Video is great. Platforms love it when you use video because people stay on their platforms for longer. And that is what they want them to do. You'll spend a lot longer watching a video than what you would like looking at a picture. And it is really, really good as well for people to be able to get to know you if you have got a video of yourself talking, doing something, things like that. It just, again, helps you to seem more human rather than some big corporation. Because, you know, when you look at things from Amazon, you don't really care who's behind it or anything, do you? And you know that it's just a big corporation. Whereas if it's an actual person who's a business owner, you get a lot more of a vibe of what they're about. You can connect with them. And video is just the easiest way to do that. However, I will say my biggest thing, if you are going to do video, please put captions on it. 
85% of people look at social media without sound on, whether they're in class, in public, with kids, in bed at night, whatever, 85% of people don't have the sound on. So if you've not captioned your video, you're only then talking to 15% of people. You need to make sure you put captions on. <laughs> and a lot of them are auto-generated, aren't they? Yes, yeah, so Instagram have now got auto-generated captions. Facebook's got auto-generated captions. I'm figuring Twitter has. Twitter's not as much about the video as what the other platforms are. So yeah, just make sure you check them as well because if you've got a little bit of an accent or you've said some words that are a little bit unusual, sometimes they can uh, auto-generate things that you've not said. And as a business owner, you need to make sure that it is saying what you want yourself to say. Brilliant tips. Thank you so much. So social media, it's a bit of a beast, but like we said, just try Try things out, see what fits. What do you think out of all the things you tell people about social media, which is the most important? Oh, I'm going to pick two. I'm going to be cheeky. So one of them is going to be captions because that is just one of my pet bugbears that I think is always going to be a thing. And the other one is call to actions. Call to action, call to action, call to action. I go on about them so often because without a call to action, you're just shouting into the void and you aren't going to get what you want from whatever it is that you've posted and you're just doing wasted effort and we're all busy people we don't have the time to do wasted effort quite right too so Rachel thank you we're coming towards the end I've loved talking to you quizzing you about social media I will do a little bit of quizzing at the end but before we get there if we are interested in having our own power hour with you and having specific bespoke advice about our own business how can we find you so my website is www.rachelluke.co.uk. Rachel is spelt without the second day though, because I've got a complicated name. Also on Instagram and Facebook at Rachel Luke VA. Just drop me a message, send me an email, get in touch with me any which way. And I would be more than happy to talk to you about your social media. And do go and check out her Instagram because it's full of handy tips that you can apply to your own business and social media. So Rachel, we have hit the end. Before we go, is there anything that I might have missed that you might like to add? I think we've covered everything that there is to cover about social media. We did. I really did go for you there. Sorry. I was like, right, I'm going to quit. I'm going to take advantage of like my own little power hour and ask loads of questions. Why not? But if you do have any social media queries, come and join the Millsbow group. There's loads of us. Social media is Rachel's speciality and she's there all day. So you can pick her brains. So do come and do that. Rachel, it's been so lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for being such an important part of the Millsbow community. It's been great to have you on the podcast. So thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. You know how much I love Millsbow. A huge thank you to Rachel. If you like what you've heard, but you haven't joined the Millsbow Business Network, then you are missing out. We have some fantastic things planned for 2022, and we want you to be there too. So head over to www.millsbow.co.uk, where you can find information about how to build a business that flourishes in military life. There's details about our vast global network and chances to connect and network in our free Millsbow events. You're going to love it. There are over 1,200 members ready to support your business, no matter where you are located or at what stage you're at in your business. So come and join us. You're going to love it. So that's all from me for today. I will see you next time for another inspirational episode. Have a great week.